Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Evan, BKA Young Exit Row, and welcome to another episode of the 195 Stamps Podcast. I appreciate y'all joining me for another week. Before we get started, I want to jump right in. I want to go back to something. Can we talk about how ridiculous and and absurd it is that, you know, if you go and deliberately buy an exit row seat on the plane, like it, it costs more unless you got like status or whatever, you can just kind of pick it. But for the most part, it, it, it's a privilege to sit in the exit row because you get that little bit of extra leg room. But if you have to pay for it, you know, you paying for the privilege of, you know, in case of emergency, are you willing and able to help? Like, I'm not, why, why do I have to pay for this type of pressure to be put on me? I feel like that is unreasonable and you should, and you should be a bit more selective because I'm saying yes because then you're going to switch me to a seat with less leg room. If I say, no, that's not what I want to happen. I paid my extra $49. Like, I don't I don't want to get switched to, like, another middle seat where it's just less leg room. Like, what kind of sense does that make? There needs to be a better vetting process for the exit row seats. But this is only after I don't sit in. This is after I have enough, like, money and status to sit in first class because I still look forward to the exit row. So this should be implemented afterwards. But I feel like there should be a a way for us to be like, are you really about this life if we have to land this shit on the Hudson and, like, pop the little the slide out and you have to, like, direct people to the exit row? Are you really going to help people do this? Are you willingly going to help people do this? I'll be honest with you. I feel like the answer is yes, but I don't want to be put in a position where that might be challenged. Um, cause we all say, oh, you know, if something happens and I got to help somebody on the plane, like I'm definitely doing it. However, nobody has really, not even really, I don't need to qualify that. Nobody has been in a plane crash. So you do not know how wild and heck, not even crash, incident. Cause crash, crash is dramatic and, and basically finite. If it's a crash and nobody helping shit. But if you're in an incident, on a plane. By the way, I hope you're not listening to this like while you're on a flight because that'd be that would suck. That you should cut this off if you're listening to this on the flight. But the worst part is over, so just keep pushing through. But if you have to do this on a plane, like there's a lot, there's a lot of anxiety and pressure. And what happens to the people after this is done? Do you get like free a hundred thousand like miles on whatever carrier? Does like Americans like, oh, here is forty thousand miles or the equivalent of four hundred dollars like here you go if not what are the what are the terms and conditions there i feel like i should be able to name my conditions by sitting in an exit row like i have to pay the extra price but in turn it's like look i then get to name my price like all right if something happens you know varying degrees of like seriousness then you know if it's super serious and I'm the hero, then you should probably just like let me fly for free forever or just give me an, an airplane or name one after me. He's like, you know, 777, 747, Evan, something like that. You know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, I just think it's fair uh, because, you know, you're paying, playing a pretty important role in, in the safety of your fellow air travelers if you get them all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, especially with, 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 without having the, the training and the knowledge of, you know, flight attendants and pilots. All I'm saying is if I'm a civilian, you know, if I'm a regular layperson, 
And I go through the heroic actions, right, of getting someone off the plane while sitting in an exit row seat. You know, compensation is the least, right? It's it's the bare minimum. It's the least you can do for me. So just think about that. If anybody listens to this that that works for an airline, just think about it. Um, Make sure you get back to me. We can kick it around for a bit, do some brainstorming. It's fine. My fee isn't astronomical. Um, But anyway, I just had to get that vent off my chest for the exit row because I was sitting in one the other day, and obviously I didn't have to help because that would have been on the news, and uh, you would have seen me uh, acting a lot more important than I actually was on said news program. But, yeah, whatever. So, no airport chronicles. Everything was straight this week. Um, Flight was finally on time leaving Newark, which is, well, that's huge. Uh, that's big. So, you know, congratulations to, to me. Uh, I appreciate the weather holding up, you know, in Newark. You know, I, I appreciate that. That was, that was a good look. Thank you. So I am actually headed to, to Mexico, uh, tomorrow. I'm going to, it's Riviera Maya. So like right in between, uh, Tulum and Cancun going there for about a week uh i'm looking forward to it man the resort looks nice the activities look nice you know you got to swim with dolphins you get the little sailing on the catamaran um you know a few different type of excursions like it looks dope i'm really excited about it and i need this vacation right now like you know there's a lot of stuff going on at work you know atlanta is just you know it's great to be, but sometimes you just got to get out of it and see more than, you know, just traveling to regular old New Jersey like I normally do. So when I get back and during the trip, make sure you follow me, 195 stamps on Instagram, 195.stamps on Instagram. I'll be uploading the stories. Um, so please check it out. Follow us, like, rate, comment, all of that. So before that, well, after that happens, before that happens, I should say, I'm going to be talking to a special guest because you know we don't have guests on here unless they're doing some dope shit. Um, her name is Arabia, and Arabia runs a travel company uh, called Travel Unwind, and it is a travel company for, for women. Um, and she gets them together, and they go on trips. They... Uh, have uh, like different service trips. They go, uh, I think the next one is to Italy. I think she told me. I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, Let me do a bit of Googling. Yep. Um, All right. So they're not service trips. My bad. Uh, Yeah. They're going to Napa. They're going to Milan. They're going to Rio, Amalfi, Page, Arizona. You know Page, Arizona. It's the place in Arizona where you see all the Instagram pictures. People are standing in between the... um, in between the rocks, and they look really smooth on the sides, that type of place. So, I mean, these trips look dope. Like, I wish I could go. Um, but, you know, only offered to women right now. Maybe maybe later. But, no, we had a really good conversation. She tells me about how she got started really in the um, in the travel space and where she's looking to grow her business. Really cool story. She, uh, not to steal anything away from her, but she traveled to damn near all the countries she's been to solo. And her first solo trip is a wild story like it it's it went well but it could have turned into 
a cautionary tale. Like just it could have went from sugar to like shit to sugar, sugar to shit real fast. Um, but thankfully she's okay. And, you know, she's got this travel thing down. And it's really growing. So make sure you check out um Arabia's company and her Instagram page and her website. That's travelunwind.co uh on the internet. And then if you're looking for her on Instagram, it is travel unwind on Instagram. All right. Travel unwind, excuse me, dot co on Instagram. My bad. Travel unwind.co on Instagram. All right. So without you know wasting time any further, let's get right into it. So my conversation with the Ruby. guests very often so when i do they definitely have to be bringing something special to the table and we have that today with arabia of travel unwind mm-hmm. arabia how you doing hey evan i'm good thank you evan so much for having me it's a pleasure to be here and share my story not a problem i appreciate Super you coming excited. on great so <laughs> i was i was telling you via email you were like how did you find me and honestly it was through the explorer page right so a peek behind the curtain mm-hmm. of how 195 works. When I am looking for people to have on the podcast, I go through the travel page and see what's cool and see if that person actually has a story. And if they do have a story or a business, what is it? And so I came across this and I was like, oh, okay. Black women travelers, empowerment. This is all stuff I can get behind. So there has to be much more to the unwind story. So how did you come up with this idea? Were you an avid traveler before? Like, take me through how it became an idea to where we are now. Yeah, so super excited to be on here and share this. Um, so in 2014, I took a job with an airline, and um, I traveled for work, but then I also utilized my benefits to travel to over 56 countries as well. Um, most of it being solo. Yeah, That's 56 countries. Most of it being solo on my own. And, you know, I was rocking it out, knocking countries out. And at the time, I was trying to be an Instagram influencer. I was caught up in this whole space, uh, not really knowing what I wanted to do with my travel experience, being that I have, like, you know, being that I'm an expert in the field. Um, I'm just not really sure what direction I wanted to go to. So over time... I just got extremely, extremely lonely. Um, I was traveling all these great places and seeing all these things and not really having someone to show it with besides my social media, which um, social media is cool, but it's not as fulfilling as one might think it is. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So uh, last year on a trip to Brazil, um, it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life. I was inspired through connecting with the local people to create a women's, um, to create a space for women to come together in different locations around the world. Something that has always interested me is travel and also different global perspectives, whether it's cultural things, the food, music, language. Um, 
just a different way of living, you know, that's always interests me. And when I was in Brazil, I uh, was inspired to create Unwind um, to bring women together to experience, experience these different cultures and different um, activities globally in, in group settings. So um, just to give you a one-liner, Unwind brings solo women, uh, solo female travelers together to experience um, different global activities uh, through group trips where we connect with the local culture. We um, inspire the ladies to give back through philanthropy, and we also open opportunities for women to learn something new. Well, that's dope. Like, that is definitely, you know, a worthwhile cause. So going back to a couple of things you said, you did not tell me that you were the plug, that you worked for an airline. That is really, you know, that's really dope. Like, a lot of people get their, you know, first kind of stamps by doing that. So did you travel a lot when you were younger or did it mostly happen when you started working for the airlines? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I did travel a bit. My mom traveled around the world a bit. My dad, well, no, my dad traveled around the world. He was in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom been back and forth to Paris her whole life. Cause she loved Paris. When I was 16, my mom took me to New York. When I was 18, I took myself to New York. I've always had the travel bug, um, and I've always tried to find ways to get out and explore new things, whether it's just like a, a road trip with my friends or looking for flight deals. This was before I had the job with the airline, but after I got the job with the airline, I completely detached myself from like all my friends and family. They haven't seen me in like five years, Whoa. and I've been just literally, yeah, because I all the time I have off, I don't go to work, like, there's sacrifices that I've made. I haven't been to birthday parties. I haven't been to proposals. I haven't been to weddings. I haven't been to any of the things that um, ha- are really special to me because I've sacrificed those moments to travel. Um, and I have. I've done. I've. <laughs> I've been to 56 countries, and it's, it's been a blessing. But um, yeah, most of that has been from a job with the airline. But also, it's not just that. It's just it's prioritizing and utilizing my time off and budgeting and, and, and being financially smart. There's a lot of things that go into it. People think that, oh, you work for an airline, you must travel or you must et cetera, et cetera. But I know so many people that work for the airline and have never flown anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, I know I so many flight those, attendants yeah. that have never left the country or by choice. They don't want to travel. So mm-hmm. traveling is definitely something you actually have to put action towards. It's not something that's just given to anyone, really. Absolutely. And so yeah. those 56, it's 56 countries, right? Yeah. So those 56 countries, you hit most, basically all of them when you started working for the airline in the past five years, right? Yeah, in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And so you did a majority of those, if not all, in solo travel, like you were saying. So how was, were you nervous the first time you did a a solo trip and where was your first solo trip to? (laughs) Um, Was I nervous my first solo trip? Yes. Okay. So let me tell you about my, when I really was like, I have, I just threw complete caution to the wind. So I just turned 18 years old and back in the day, day, I don't know if people remember this, but back in the day, Air Tran Airlines, of used course. to be the absolute plug. I don't know if people remember this. I don't know if this was a secret or not, but back in the day, um, college kids, 
I don't know if it was like 1826 yep. or what it was, but if you went to the counter at AirTran Airlines, you could buy a standby ticket to anywhere for a hundred dollars. Um, or it was just like, it was either that or like you only just paid the taxes on the flight or something like that. And right. it was specifically for like, I don't really remember if it was specifically for college kids or if it was specifically for like a certain age range, but no, it was a college thing. I had some friends I, that did it. Yeah. Oh, cool. So um, I think this was either the summer before I went to college. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go to New York. So I just packed a random bag. I went to the airport and I went to New York. I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't know anyone in New York. Um, I literally don't even know what I had in my suitcase. I just, I just went and I just threw caution to the wind. Funny enough, I'm on the plane... I'm sitting next to an award-winning photojournalist, um, and her name was Lourdes. And this was like almost 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. I really, I don't remember her last name, and I've got to get back in touch with her. But sitting next to an award-winning photojournalist, and we connected, and I shared with her that, uh, listen, I out here, I don't really know what I'm doing or who I'm staying with or whatever. I'm just out here. So she so kindly offered, oh, you know, you could stay with me. You're only in town for a night or two nights. Stay with me. I want to make sure you're safe. And wow. little 18 year old Arabia is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so literally, yes, I could have got kidnapped. Yes. I could have went and been sold into the sex slave trade. Yes. I could have been cut up and my organs sold to the black market. Yes. Those things could have happened, but they did not. You are lucky because um, that is the, exactly what I was thinking about when you said this. <laughs> yes, I know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm going off to the wind. This is my story. I'm not um, being, um, I still want to be sensitive to the dangers out there. I still want to be sensitive to the victims of crimes that happen in these type of situations. But I'm just sharing my story with what happened. So I said, yes, I will. I agreed to stay with her. And luckily, um, when we got to the airport, it was a black, excursion or um it's black some type of a black car that came and got us and she lived in like soho in a high-rise apartment and oh, so dope. she was so like was living lavish yeah she was really lavish and so i was like oh okay i'm good i'm good so anywho the nicest lady you know we had dinner it was beautiful she was so kind she showed me her work um but this was important too because these are all the seeds that began to plant in me seeing you know, common women that are doing the damn thing, you know? Right. She had her own apartment in Soho. She was an award-winning photojournalist. She showed me the story of, um, showed me her stories and different passions she was working on. So those were seeds that were being planted. Um, we had a great time in New York. Um, I went to Times Square and did all the touristy things, and I made it back on time for... Um, I think I just went for Friday to Sunday and I came back on Sunday. That was my first solo trip. That's a good amount of time to be in New York too. I don't know how you feel about New York. I'm a, I'm, I'm lukewarm on it. It's so, it's, it's nice, you know, but, uh, you know, honestly, <laughs> I was just having this conversation with my friend the other day. I don't like New York. And okay, the reason why I don't you. like was, New York is because, well, no, <laughs> I have, but I have a reason though. So before all you New Yorkers come DM me and, and blow up my DMs. Yes, and, please and send all, all New York slander <laughs> and libel strictly <laughs> to Arabia, not me. No, don't send it because I'm going to let y'all know now. Like, 
the reason why I don't like New York is because I've never been taken in by the community. There's a secret community here. Y'all know who y'all are. Everyone that grew up in Harlem, everyone that grew up in Brooklyn, these pocket communities that are so rich in culture and brotherhood and sisterhood and all the beautiful things about, you know, ethnic people, culture in New York has been hidden from the tourists. And things like Airbnb experiences is trying to like let us in, but we're, there's still so much um, that tourists are missing out from the deep love and community that New Yorkers have here. And because I've never experienced that is why I have not, I can't say that I like New York, but if I had that opportunity to step into Harlem and be embraced by that beautiful culture that's existed for generations, step into Brooklyn and the same I would feel completely different. But until then, I have to say that as an outsider, I don't really care for New York. Mm. You know, uh, that makes my reason for not liking New York sound so juvenile and just petty. (laughs) I just don't like it. Why don't you like New York? It smells, you know, it's expensive. There's always trash. (laughs) Like Everything is on top of each other. I don't mind the crowds. Like I'm, I'm cool with crowds. Like I, I'm a big city person, but to me, New York is just like, eh, you know. I, I get it. I get it. I understand why people like it. It's just not for me. But then when you come and you're like, oh, I haven't been embraced by the community. I'm like, oh, I just don't really like walking down the street next to piles of garbage bags. Hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's true too. But I don't know. Yeah, we all know it's dirty. It is a dirty place, but I mean, I don't know. Concrete jungle, good dreams are made of. Exactly. You know, okay, you I know. see you, Alicia. <laughs> I'm from Alicia, but you know, <laughs> I know the lyrics. So coming in with my little ma, uh, you know. <laughs> right. So moral of the story: If you are a native New Yorker, please show Arabia around New York so she can fall in love with please Harlem do. and Brooklyn. And Thank all those other areas. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so the first solo trip was to New York. You were taking like, and that's a great like travel first travel solo experience to go somewhere, meet somebody who's cool on a whim, just decide that. All right, fuck it. I'll stay with you. Stay with them. And it'd be dope. So after right. you did that, what was the first international solo travel experience? Another pocket situation, and excuse my language, but okay, so I just got on with my job. No, uh, we encourage cursing here, please. (laughs) Okay, cool. So um, I just got on with my job, and I'm not, I'm, okay, so how am I going to put this? I just got on with my job, and I decided, where is the furthest place I can go? (laughs) <laughs> if I get fired tomorrow, I'm gonna need to go. I'm gonna need to get my my time and efforts worth because I have been through. So what actually? Well, when I took the job at the airline, I had to sacrifice going to my college graduation. I've graduated from my university, but I never gra- I never attended a ceremony. Oh, you didn't walk because um, I didn't walk. I, I had to sacrifice walking to attend the training program. Oh, I know, mom. Um, was mad. So that's what I'm saying, folks. That's mad. what I'm saying, yeah. y'all. That's what I'm saying. Everybody looking at the outside, they don't know that sis has been sacrificing a lot, you know, just to be here and get here. But yeah, family was definitely upset. And, you know, being, um, I mean, my siblings and I are first generation um, 
uh, college graduates. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so sacrificing walking to attend this training program, I had sacrificed a lot. And um, I think after two or three weeks of being a flight attendant, I had like four days off. So I looked at the map, I spun it, or the globe, I spun it, and I was like, okay, where's the furthest place I can go? Because if I get fired tomorrow, I need to make sure all this is worth it. And my senior landed on Thailand. Okay, see, so, that's 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 a good first place to go for an international trip. Uh, One, you don't have to take a whole bunch of connections to get there. And two, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's dope. I've never been, but I've never met anybody that said, oh, Thailand isn't all that is cracked up to be the culture, the scenery, oh. Okay, Vibe. let me finish, though. Let me finish, Uh-oh. though. I might oh, be the first, shit. though. I might be the first, though. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so basically, I said, all right, cool, I'm about to go to Thailand. So the next day, or I don't know if it was the next day or the day of, but I packed a little bag, and I went to the airport. At this time, I was living in New York um, and working out of New York as well. So I flew from New York to Narita, Japan, mm-hmm. and then from Narita, Japan, straight into Bangkok, Um um, and I was absolutely mortified. I was, I was, I was brave until I landed like, okay, you did it girl. But now what? Now you have to be a big girl. Now you have to really be out here by yourself. Right. Like you really, like it just got real, you know? So were you, were you scared? And so, hell yeah, I was scared. I was terrified. <laughs> I was like, I was big and bad on the flight sitting, you know, sitting pretty or whatever. But then when I landed and it was time to go through customs and it was time to interface with taxi drivers and it was time to figure right. out where I was going to stay. And right. It was like, oh. Because oh, after you, like, after you oh. clear customs, it's all on you. It's no more. Exactly. This is the gate you go exactly. to. This is what you do. It's like, all right, well, what are you going to do? Exactly. And it was just absolutely mortifying. Um, but <clears throat> I uh, think I stayed at this play i think i found like a little hotel on Hotwire, um and this was like in 2014 i wasn't making no money i was literally you know i don't even know why i didn't went i think i went because like i said like i just want to make sure this was gonna be worth it so i think i had like 200 dollars in my pocket i went on this trip found this little hotel i don't remember how much it was at night um and I literally didn't plan all the luxuries that people have now. Oh, people see on Instagram, you can go to the elephant or like, you know, to the elephant sanctuary, you can do this. I didn't have the luxuries of Instagram um, back in 2014. I mean, there was TripAdvisor and different things like that, but I didn't, I didn't look on there. I really just wanted to go to Thailand just to be there and just to see the local culture. So I go, I, I take a little taxi or I take out my bot from the ATM I find a taxi, I get to the um, little bed and breakfast that I'm staying at. And the first couple of days, honestly, I just spent walking around and asking the locals, okay, well, where's the mall? Where's this? Where's that? And the locals led me to kind of like the malls and such. And then one local told me, oh, you can go and you can do this tour. And the tour was like $100. I don't know how much it was, but it was elephant riding, which shame on anyone that ever does that. I did it back in 2014 because I was ignorant. And now that I'm there's, educated, yeah, there's so much more information. To I know, know that you should only go to sanctuaries and not those places. Exactly. That I, I did one too in India. So I'm guilty too, but it was before I didn't know it was 2013 and I didn't. Right. Know. Right. So now that we know better, we're going to do better. Exactly. Um, so, 
<laughs> shame on me. I did elephant riding. The elephants were so sad. They had scars all over them. They clearly weren't taken care of. They were, some of them were malnourished. It was really sad. Um, so that was a little part of the tour. Um, the next part of the tour was we went to the floating market, um, and I got to see how the people of, I think, Chiang Mai um, mm-hmm. is where they were, uh, where, the, where they live, and, um, you know, how they have their uh, little market, and that was really cool. And then the last thing I remember doing was lots of Thai massages, so my spine has been cracked a million ways. Um, <laughs> and then also going to Wat Po, the temples. I think that was the first time I really was like, wow, so this is what travel will do for you. I have never seen what, like, I've never seen or understood the concept of, of hundreds of people or thousands of people coming together to build a shrine or a temple, I, you know, for just in that way, in that cultural way. And so seeing the dozens of temples and, and having to change my clothes, you know, right. you right. know, walking yeah, to certain that. places where you couldn't speak, you know, it's just like, that was really rewarding with visiting Thailand. And, um, doing it all by myself, but honestly, I met so many nice people. I met a Russian guy. I met these girls from the States. I met so many people that were so kind. Um, a lot of backpackers, some people from France, and it was great. And so um, it was it was really great. So that was my trip to Thailand. When I wanted to get back home, I got stuck in Thailand for four days or three days because <laughs> standby, standby life, life yeah. is, is standby life, y'all. Standby life is no ho. So, um, yeah. But well, that was a really, really eye-opening trip for me. Well, that's dope because, you know, going somewhere, especially Thailand, right, you didn't take it slowly. Because some people, when they do the first international trip, they'll go to the Bahamas, they'll go somewhere in the Caribbean, where it's like America mm-hmm. light. Or you go somewhere, for instance, like England, where there is no language barrier, um, and there are only very, right. very slight differences in, in our culture uh, and, and theirs. But when you go somewhere like Thailand, you know, it's completely, you know, you can be really shocked when you get off the plane. And I've done a number of solo trips, not as many as you, but I've done quite a few. And when I talk to people and they're like, oh, how was it going solo? And you're solo for a while, like in your travel journey. But when you get there and you start walking around and doing things, you always meet people. And being a solo right. traveler, people are always interested in your story, and you'll meet other solo travelers. So, for I met a guy f- that had, was just left and had uh, done a, a tour in North Korea when I met him in South Korea, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So, you know, we had that to talk about. Like, what were you doing? I met a guy who had traveled all around the world who was from England. So, you know, when you do those travel journeys, it's not like you are always going to be by yourself. You're going to meet some really interesting and and fascinating people along the way. That's right. I think that's like um, another reason why Unwinded is what it is. I mean, the thing about Unwinded is I feel like group travel gets a bad rap. It gets a bad rep because there's these different companies that have come in and they're still trying to be innovative in this space. So they're bringing like 50 random people together. Mm -hmm. People develop clicks. People feel left out if oh, you're coming yeah. alone. It, it, I just don't think that the I don't think that companies have got it right. Um, 
I don't think they've got it right in this space. Um, and so, so, so what do you mean? What, uh, yeah, do, what do you mean about, by they don't have it, mm-hmm. have it right? Like what would be, what would be the thing to, to, to change there to make it a better experience? So the thing that I love about Unwind and the way that I made it is um, Unwind is uh, intimate size groups of women. So we specialize in groups from five to 10 women on each trip. Um, and the reason why is because we find that all of the women that are strangers that come on our trip leave as like lifelong friends. They have ample opportunities to genuinely connect with one another. Um, being that it's not 30 women you need to know their name, it's literally just six other women or seven other women or sometimes four other women or two other women or whichever. Um, I think that, um, so I think that smaller size group is where you can really kind of focus on customer experience rather than big size group. I think that experience is easy to be lost, uh, because it's too big. You know, oh, that's a good point. It doesn't really feel like it's a personalized thing or, um, you can't really connect to the other people. Right. You can get lost in the, well. you know, you can get lost in the sea of people if you're by yourself or if it's right. just you and a friend and it's 50, 60 other people or however many it is. So right. with Unwind, do you, do you curate the, from the moment you get off the plane to the time you go back to the airport experience? And, and yeah. you know, what are the other certain, like are the triplets all seven days, 10 days? Yeah, so um, there was a couple things that um, I wanted to consider when I created the when I started curating trips online. I do specialize in curating itineraries from on arrival itineraries with online. So, like I said, yeah, from the moment you touch to the airport to the moment you're checking in for your flight to return home, um, we take care of everything. Um, and most of our trips are five days. Being that I understand that many business uh, business savvy millennials, millennial school professional uh, workers and working in their careers don't have that much vacation time. And if they do, um, I just, being that I'm a fast traveler and I kind of had the opportunity to observe kind of how to maximize the most of your time in places, um, that's really a style that I wanted to introduce uh, new travelers to and, and, and more experienced travelers to. Uh, what I love about Unwind and what I love about how I curate trips is that you leave having so many photos because we've done so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, yet I still leave lots of room for you to recuperate, lots of room for free time to do your own thing and explore and learn. Um, yeah, and I think that's something that's really special and unique about Unwind. That's dope. So how many trips have you done so far? So we have done three trips so far. We've done Tokyo, Rio for Carnival, and Rio for Hevion. Hevion is their um, New Year festival. It's the biggest New Year's party in the world. It was two million people along with us on Copacabana, and it was absolutely insane. Uh, Carnival hosts uh, uh, several hundred thousand people in the Samba Drone. Um, I don't know. I don't know the exact number, but it's definitely, I think it's like either a hundred thousand or under, I'm not really sure. I have to find the exact number, but yeah, so that was great. We had our VIP section in the Samba Drome and we basically were able to touch the carnival dancers. That was awesome. 
Nice. Um, we just got back from Tokyo last. <laughs> yeah. We just got back from Tokyo last month, two months ago in May. That was really beautiful. Um, Tokyo is one of my favorite cities. Kapazuta. Love Tokyo. Um, it's absolutely incredible. The next trip is Positano, and I'm um, that's over Labor Day weekend. And then so where is that? Because I don't know, and I'm sure somebody else doesn't know either. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's honestly, a lot of people have been saying, "Okay, cool," but where is that? So Positano <laughs> is actually a really really exclusive um, city. Many local Italians love it. It's a, it's a local treasure. Many celebrities love to go there. Um, it's a really posh uh, vacation destination. It's in the southern tip of Italy in the Amalfi Coast. It's uh, west of Amalfi. Okay. I've heard of the um, Amalfi Coast. Okay. So we're down in the Iron yeah. District. Okay. Uh-huh. It's near the island of Capri. I think it's the closest uh, city to Capri. And what's the name of that again um, for people that want to research that on their own? Positano. Okay. Positano. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z raps about it all the time. Um, yeah. Well, Positano. if it's good enough for Sean Carter, damn it is good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, super excited for Positano. It's going to be really nice. Um, and then I'm really jump like, I'm really, I can't even contain how my excitement, I'm really excited about Napa Noir. Napa Noir is a uh, trip. We're celebrating successful African-American entrepreneurs in Napa. They're winemakers. They own tasting rooms. Um, and they're all award-winning in the different facets that they uh, practice in. So, or they, they conduct themselves in. So, um, super excited for that. We're going to be um, meeting different African-American winemakers, visiting African-American vineyards. Um, we're going to be attending an annual harvest party with live music. And we're going to be um, one of the first to, to taste seasonal wines from an award-winning winemaker. Um, we're going to venture around Napa, venture around Sonoma, venture around Petaluma, um, which are all beautiful and rich in culture and wine country. And um, I'm just really excited about the trip because it's, I'm one of the first people to really highlight the African-American culture within Napa. Yes, we are there. Napa <laughs> is one of the most uh, richest real estate in the world. Um, and people from all over the world visit there. They own property there. They own vineyards there. They have businesses there. And yeah, we, we've been there. We've been there for generations, kind of working on the sidelines, but we've been there. And one thing that... I'm very happy to share and learn too, honestly, um, is about the African culture, African American culture in the Napa, Sonoma valleys, the metro areas. So I'm really, really excited about Napa Noir. It's September 12th through the 15th, and we still have a few spots left. I'm only taking 10 people. Ooh, so, you know, close knit group, 12th through the 15th. That, mm-hmm. sounds, that sounds like a good time. I'm going to be honest with you. That definitely sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. So you've <laughs> yeah. got the curated trips that are, you know, intimately sized. Um, you've done Asia, uh, you've done South America, and now you're doing, you know, the Western part of North America. So what's next for, for online? Where do you, where do you see this going? Where do you see the travel landscape going? Where do you, where do you want to take it? What's next for online is to develop a community of passionate female travelers domestically. I'm really excited to start hosting some meetups, partnering with other entre- excuse me, entrepreneurial women um, throughout the country, throughout the world, 
and um, getting a group uh, uh, together via um, a community that hosts different events. Have the, or then there's different chapters, and there's just women that come together to share information, to inspire, and to experience a life together um, through common interests. And they're women of all professions, social status, color, you know, shape, sizes. It's all women, people who identify themselves as women as well. Um, I really just want this to be a space where women can come together, learn from each other, and experience the world. Um, so that's really a, a main initiative for Unwind at this point is to get our community really strong. Um, and we want to unveil a whole calendar full of trips for next year, um, mostly on the international scope. So uh, that's the next, what is it, um, 18 months projected for Unwind. And then in 2021, I'm still working on my blueprint, <laughs> but hey, I've got, got some time. Um, you've laid the, the foundation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've exactly. laid the foundation. It sounds like you guys got some really mm-hmm. good, uh, good trips coming up. Napa. Um, and then, you know, everything else you, you, you just mentioned, like, so are, are, do you repeat trips? Like, would you go back to, to Rio or is it one and done? So that's something I'm battling with. I, um, really want these experiences to be extremely authentic and original. Mm-hmm. I don't have plans to repeat trips. I don't. Um, the only thing that I may, or that the only thing that I am going to repeat is Rio Carnival. I haven't launched the trip yet, Carnival. but I am doing Rio Carnival yeah. for next year. Mm-hmm. I love Carnival. I went in 2016. Yeah, that was one of the most amazing trips I, I've ever been on. I really loved Rio. Yeah. It's so dope. Do you agree with, um, do you agree with the, uh, word on the street that it's the greatest show on earth? I've, without seeing too many other shows, I'll have to say it is just the sheer scale and magnitude (laughs) and how intricate and detailed and like the whole city comes out. Like I've never seen anything like that. Like it's, it's dope. It is so dope. Yeah. It's incredible. It's really incredible. I agree with you. So I have one last question for you. What advice would you give to other women who are looking to do their first solo trip, whether it's a three hour car drive or a 30 hour plane, train and automobile trip to the other side of the world? (laughs) The first set of advice I would give to anyone that's interested in solo traveling is to DM me. DM me, email me. <laughs> I love community. I love the plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, it's all about community. You know, the thing about when shit goes wrong when you're traveling is who has your back? Who can you call? Who can you call or run to? Or who can you ask uh, for help? And um, I'm happy to extend that. I'm happy to uh, share my knowledge and and help any way I can with your in, in whatever people are doing. I am blessed. And I'm blessed because people have been kind enough to share things with me. So I'm always an open book and an open hand for other people. Um, other than that, other advice I would give to solo travelers. Um, honestly, I would just say to chill out, dude. Like <laughs> I meet these travelers that are traveling for the first time and they're like, yeah, I've checked my to-do list 20 times. I've, I'm, I'm prepared. It's like you think you're prepared, but you're really not like, Traveling 
is un is is just uncertainty, and you've got to be chill. You've got to be chill. You've got to be go with the flow. I know travelers who plan every five minute increment of their days, and I know travelers oh, who I just say, that. "Okay, I want to stay in this general, <laughs> right? I just want to stay in this general area, and I just want to do this one thing throughout my twenty day trip." You know, and they're just kind of relaxed. So, um, I guess that's a really valuable piece of advice, honestly. For, for solo travelers, just be prepared as you can, but also relax because there's a lot of uncertainty whether your flight gets canceled, whether you thought you had the directions, but now you're lost, um, whether you thought you could trust somebody, but turns out you can't trust them. You know, you just have to stay vigilant and stay calm and just, just, just chill and just go with the flow. I think that's, that's my, that's my golden nugget. The so golden, you know, I love that. I might that might have to be the wrap up. <laughs> what is your golden nugget for travel? Go with the flow and That's be right. vigilant. All right, Rabia. Right. So, That's where right. can the people find you mm-hmm. on the interwebs? Yes, um, everyone, please um, connect with me via Instagram. That's where I love to share and connect. Um, it's at travelunwind.co travelunwind.co um, you can join our trip via my website www.travelunwind.co easy and then my personal um, Instagram is at Arabia Mani if you want to connect with me and learn more about um, what I'm doing and my entrepreneurial moves and see my personal travels as well um, um, happy to have you and um, you can find me on both of those handles on Facebook as well all right, there you go. And also remember, she's got spots open for Napa. If you want to have that cultural wine experience, go ahead and sign up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everyone loves wine. And we've got some surprises, too, for all the uh, ladies that are going on the trip. So oh. we're so excited. Dope. Now that there's surprises, <laughs> I want to go. Damn. you know that's so funny i i know we've got to wrap it up here but it's so funny how like i'm getting interest from men as well they're they're curious and they they want to join the trip but at this point it's just for women nah 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 fuck so i don't know don't don't invite no man on your trips like it's enough outlets for for us to go places we don't need to come in and you know nah nah you good you, you yeah, we're, 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 we're just women for now, but I don't know what the future of unwind will hold, but, um, yeah, the ladies are holding it down for now. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> it was great taking some time out to, to speak with me. I appreciate that. Rabia. It's my pleasure, Evan. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been my pleasure to share my story and connect with your audience. Thank you for the platform. All right. I'm going to holler at y'all later. Oh, okay.